Hey, what's going on, Purpose People? We want to welcome you to our Path to Purpose podcast, man. I'm your host, Dustin Robinbark, and with me, as always, Mr. A.J. Howard. Say what's up, A.J. What's up, world? Hope everybody out there is having a moto-go kind of day, baby. Absolutely. Let's go. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to let everybody listening to this thing know that it's not that deep. And when I talk about it, I'm talking about life. Everybody wants to wonder what their calling is. What is their purpose? Listen, guys, your purpose is where God has placed you right now for impact, and you are thankful through obedience. So I need you to tune in. I need you to open your ears, and I need you to listen up. And more than that, I need you to keep that let's go energy. And always got to have that mo to go energy. Look, it's time to get right, get live, and get with it, baby. Let's go. Come on. All right, AJ, how we doing tonight? Oh, man, we're doing good. We're doing good. Glad to be back in Path to Purpose land, man. It's been a cr crazy week, a few weeks for both of us. Um, you know, we're getting geared up to head out tomorrow to go up to Montgomery for the semifinals. Um, an awesome job last week, bro, filling in, uh, picking up the slack, baby. Iron sharpens iron and doing the solo, man. It was a good word. And uh, like, like I said, man, just been a chaotic few weeks, but a good few weeks. At least we're winning. We're still getting to play. We got one more. That's it, man. One more, one more. One more. All right. So semifinals, take me through how that works and and take me through to the big show and uh, and let's go from there. Uh, so, man, you know, it, it's a grind in Alabama um, for the baseball playoffs because it's an extra five week season if you get to the state championship okay. and it's the best out of three series. So you're looking at if you split. Um, you know, an extra 15 games if you split every round. And so that's the thing that uh, that I preach to the team. And I talk to a lot of coaches, too, man, and they fit mentally. you got to stay mentally locked in because um, it is a second season. Um, a lot of states do one-game playoffs, man. We basically do a three-game series for, you know, five weeks, potential 15 more games. So if we win this week, um, we got to go to Montgomery, play St. James, which they're really good, too, you know. We're, we're the final four. We're part of we're, we're the final four teams in 3A, us, St. James, uh, Gordo and Phil Campbell. So the way they do the playoff bracket, you got a north and south bracket. The two south teams play two north teams play. And then the north and south play in the state championship game, which would be next Wednesday and Thursday, which is why we're having to play tomorrow and potentially Thursday. Um so we'll get a full week before the state championship, man. It's crazy. It's here. It's on us. So let me get this right. We're saying one more. You got one more if you win tomorrow night, but technically there's two more after. Oh, yeah. There's, there's this round is is the semis, and then you're in the state championship series, which is the best out of three. So the gotcha. way it works is like tomorrow we'll play two games. We'll play a doubleheader. Yeah. And we uh, if we split – uh, which means we win one, St. James wins one tomorrow. The third game will be Thursday afternoon. Um, so we'll be staying the night up in Montgomery tomorrow, which, like I said, the boys get fired up about that because they're getting out of school Wednesday early and they ain't got school Thursday. Um, whether we win, we hope we sweep tomorrow, baby, and get two W's and Wednesday sure. in the hotel celebration and just get up Thursday and come on back, get ready for the state championship the next week. Um, and then you'll have a three-game series up in Oxford 
and Jacksonville, Alabama, way north Alabama for the state championship series at a so-called neutral site. But it's not real neutral because the northern teams only have to drive like an hour. Um, we got to drive like four and a half or five, but hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Old, you got to love the good old A at A H S A A Alabama yeah. High School Athletic Association. They gonna get their money for sure. Hey, I get it. I get it, man. Let's get it, man. Hey, what a what a season for H A, man. I'm super excited uh, for these boys. I'm super excited to see them go, man. I hope. I'm I'm telling you, I hope y'all get the sweep. We go all the way to the big show, man. And so, and not just there, man. We we want the whole thing. And and you know what? Um, why not, man? And and here's another not point. us. Why not you, man? Why not us? Why not HA, man? Somebody's got to bring home the bacon. Now, what is it going to take for y'all to get to that point to bring the bacon home? Uh, man, understanding that we've are we're we're prepared. Um, and it's a lot of it's a lot of mindset. It's a lot of mental. Um, we, we're gonna have to pitch well. St. James, they're known for hitting the ball. We're known for hitting the ball. Um, they're known for their defense. We're known for our defense. So it's an evenly matched, um, you know, and we got to go into their environment. But in week one, uh, we had to go to Thomasville, Alabama, in a hostile environment against a good athletic team, and we swept them. Um, and that kind of kick-started us, you know, last week. We had a dog fight with Prattville Christian. Had to go three games, man. Had to have championship Saturday and them boys, man. And that's the thing as a coach is you want to win because you invest so much time. But, you know, the amount of time them boys, their parents have put into the game of baseball, yeah. them seniors – um, and the joy for me as a coach, man, is we, we've had our time in the sun. You know, we played, we won championship. Seeing kids as a coach win a championship is, to me, more rewarding than when I won them as a player because that's something that I know whether, no matter how my path ends up in life, um, I'm going I'm, to I'm cherish those memories on the ball field. You know, and there's something to be said about that for your path to purpose, man. Like you say, you've been you've been under the lights before. You know what that feels like. You know the energy behind it. And being able to put some other people in those positions, man, that's what it's all about, man. In your path to purpose, you eventually get to a point where it's like, okay, the only way to grow right, is to put other people in a position to grow. And there's something empowering about that and powerful. And one of the biggest reasons I asked, what's it going to take to get those boys to the big show and to win this whole thing is a also a transitional question into what we're talking about tonight. So you told me you had something on your mind that you were excited about. And I get excited when you get excited. So I've been thinking, <laughs> okay, What's on AJ's mind? Let's get into this. So, so tell me what happened to you. You were at church, man. You just had this, you just had this feeling like, hey, we got to talk about this. What's up? Oh, yeah, man. So um Sunday uh before last or this past Sunday, um, I was sitting in church, man, and the preacher, you know, Brother Dallas was rocking and rolling up there like he does every Sunday, man. And, and he brings the word and he just got to talking about how, uh, you know, people in life, they don't give. He said, we want to rephrase it in our worldly ways of saying we don't give ourselves enough credit. He said, but really, you're not giving God enough credit. And when he said that, 
I'm like, that is why I feel a lot of us live in chaos and fear and anxiety when it comes to making decisions about your life, taking a chance, starting a business, changing careers, marriage, whatever it may be. Because what do we tell ourselves, man? I'm not ready yet. I'm not equipped. I'm not ready. But really, you are. Um, because if you feel it in your spirit and you're convicted in your spirit, to me, personally, I feel that's God letting you know, hey, man, just take the jump. Just trust me. You're equipped. I've prepared you. I've created you. I know the path I have for you. I just need you to trust me and go. And uh, as we and I was thinking, obviously, you know, in terms of baseball uh, with the big series coming up last weekend and this weekend, you know, talking to our guys about being prepared and equipped and understanding. Yes, we have been in the playoffs before at Houston Academy when these seniors were sophomores and juniors. We made it to the first round when their sophomore year, made it to the second round their junior year. We had to go on the road in the first round, play a tough opponent um, that everybody thought was going to win the state championship in Thomasville week one. And we did that because we, we knew our path. We were going to have to go on the road again and do it eventually. Here's our chance. Here's our opportunity. And I was just like, man, it's so much deeper than just baseball. You take it into life. Uh, like I said, starting a business, man, uh, entrepreneurship. Like you said, you, you were in full-time ministry. You wanted to be a full-time speaker. Uh, that that was probably a little, you know, uh, there was a little doubt, a little weight on your shoulders. Still a lot uh, of doubt. You know, jumping off, yeah, jumping off that consistent uh, income, consistent schedule. You knew day-to-day -day what you was going to have. And then, you know, fat, rewind back to when you was on the oil rigs. You know, making good money, busting your tail, being a blue collar boy, which uh, it's crazy, man. If you ever look on TikTok, uh, blue collar boys are like the new celebrities. Like you might as well pick up a guitar if you work on an oil rig because that's what everybody talks about now, yeah. man. And so props to my boys out there that learn them trades and do that hardcore work like that. Um, getting out of, uh, you know, being in the old oil rig industry and getting into ministry and then evolving from ministry into full time speaking and you know, that's what people want to do real estate, wanting to do, you know, take, you know, looking at possible coaching opportunities coming up, uh, career changes. Uh, what if I'm supposed to marry this person, not marry that person, uh, you know, move to this city to jumpstart where I feel I should have always been, um, you know, those kind of decisions. And people just need to have confidence and understand, um, you know, it's like on your, on your podcast last week, man, when you hit it, what if it works? It was like, like, what if you're already equipped? And that's kind of what I built it off of was to spin off what you did last week. What if it works? Because we're already equipped to handle it, man. Um, we just got to let go and let God a lot more in life and stop trying to control everything. Because when we do that, we put ourselves in a predicament of trying to play God, which isn't good. Um, and then you lose joy, man, and in, in where you're at in the moment. And, you know, life just passes you by and your tail spinning, man. So uh, I just thought, man, we could hit on, you know, how equipped we all we are already uh, for any adventure, any task, any challenge uh, that we we desire in our hearts. Uh, you feel that push and edge for a reason, man, because you're already equipped to go get it, big dog. Man, that's so good, man. There's so many nuggets there that I want to break down. 
Um, but I don't even know if we'd have time to dive into all of it. <laughs> One of the things that you said that was impactful to me that I wrote down was, hey, we don't give God enough credit, you know, and and that's the thing. I think everything is on my back to figure out. I think everything is on my back to work through every situation that I encounter. It's got to be up to me or it's not getting done. And so one of the things that I'm reminded of and I talk about this all the time and it goes into purpose and calling. Okay, and these are the two biggest things that lock people up. I'm talking lock them up, man, because everybody uh, uh, seldom. Do you find anybody that's willing to say, hey, I know what my purpose is. Hey, I know what my calling is. Being in church world for over seven years, AJ, one of the biggest, most reoccurring, rehashing conversation is what is my calling? That's the biggest question that everybody wants to know, what am I here for? And here's what I think we get wrong. I think we get wrong the word purpose and the word calling. These are two separate words. And I want to kind of break it down a little bit. Purpose answers the question, what am I here for? Okay. Mm -hmm. So what am I here for? That is my purpose. All right. The word calling is how I'm going to get it done. Okay. So what am I here for? How am I going to get it done? But here's the thing, like how it gets done you know what I'm saying? Looks different for everybody. But honestly, in the kingdom of God, we all have the same purpose, AJ. And that's to be image bearers of the king. God created us in his image. We are to be a mirror. No matter where we are, we are to be a mirror's job is to reflect, right? So no matter what lane, you have a special gift and a talent and an ability that I don't have. I have special gifts, talents, and abilities that you don't have, so on and so forth, as, as, as with everyone else. And here's the problem. We all compare to other people. We all see other people's and we're like, oh, I can't do that. And we fail to give God credit for the things that we do have. And God has designed you for a lane. You go to your lane, okay? And where we get in trouble, AJ, is when we try to step outside of that and we try to take life into our own hands and so people need to understand that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. So if you are being obedient and stepping into your lane, then what you do and how you accomplish those things, they're going to change over time. How, according to how you're wired, according to your age, according to your maturity, right? I'm, as I grow up, I'm, I'm not going to keep doing the same things, being that image bearer in the same way. But I'm always striving to be that image bearer in every single lane that I step to. And I hope that's kind of on point with where you were going. Mm -hmm. I just Absolutely. felt the need to say, like, our purpose, man, is to be that image bearer. And how we get it done is going to look different for so many different people. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, you know, reflecting on that, um, going off what you said right there, uh, you know, in, in sports, we always talk about get the job done, get it done. 
And man, I just got to give a, I got to give a solo shout out and you'll know this kid, um, uh, Miss Joy Pitchford's son, JT Pitchford, no pitched doubt. game three, four last week, right? Um, on Saturday. And so the way it works, every pitcher has a pitch count at state mandated, depending on what grade you're in, uh, you're only allowed to throw a certain amount of pitches, which as a former pitcher, I think that's a great idea because some of these coaches just abuse these children out there. Well, he had 120 pitches to get us through seven innings, right? Well, come about the second inning, my boy was on that grind. It was just, it, it he was throwing up zeros, but it wasn't pretty. It okay. wasn't pretty. Like uh, the, the way what you would have called in the second inning, the beginning didn't look how the ending looked. You know what I'm saying? Well, he panned out, man, and we just had a heart to heart. It was like, hey, bro, you're a senior. You're our guy. You, you got to get it done. You got to find a way. Now, the guy that pitched game one for us, he got it done in a different way. It was a little smoother game, little, you know, he kind of kept it in control for us. And that, you know, goes to what you're saying. You know, the the the, the goal is the same for everybody, but it's not always going to look the same. And my boy JT went out there and finished, uh, went six and two thirds. We had to bring a guy in for one out and he closed the door, got the last strikeout in the game. But I was like, that's kind of that resolve. That's kind of a lot like, life and i think that god's plan for for us all the goals the same the likeness and image is the same that's what we're supposed to do reflect and be a mirror but it ain't going to look the same for everybody man there's 7.7 billion people on, on this planet everybody's got their own unique way of uh of of representing and showing and um being able to impact other people's lives and help other people and be a tool to uh, help better society, better their family, better their church, better their school, better their business they work for, um, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I, I think about it too, like my sister Taylor, like, you know, you, people see a special needs handicap, you know, 33 year old woman. Okay, well, there's a lot of people that see my sister as motivation as I do to, you know, not complain about your life. You got it good. And then they see your spirit. And I'm like, there she is um, with special needs. And there, there's a ton of uh, children out there and adults with special needs who are an inspiration to people like us who don't have any physical or mental flaws um, that, that help gear us. And they have no clue. You know, that that they have no clue that that's what they're doing. They're just living life, man. And so many people out here just living life, not uh, understanding how prepared and how greatly they are created to make an impact and do great things on this earth. And, um, you know, I always tell people, bro, I'm like, man, you know, you feel that settling you feel like you're settling. That's probably God pushing you behind from the back saying you need to go do more. Yeah. That, that, that this life ain't meant for you. Now, there may be somebody that this is meant for to go to work at nine, get home at five, keep the lights on, put food on the table, go to bed and repeat. And you know what? That person probably feels a ton of joy and happiness because that's their purpose. That's yeah. that's their thing. Um, but so many people are settling for stuff that's not their thing because they don't know what that thing is and they don't have a clue because of self-doubt and fear of turning the page and going to the next level and letting go and maybe changing some things that about them from the previous um, to the new that, you know, that they're just in constant chaos. You know, and we're talking about being equipped, right? So with being, you know, when, when I, when I think about it, um, I, I truly believe that God 
you know, gives us clarity when we're willing to step to the plate. I, I believe it's in the middle of the fight that you get your aha moment because, you know, um, when 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 Jesus goes to perform his miracles, he always uh, gives a, a command first. He'll say, take up your mat and walk like like something like you got to do something, bro. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of times we we're scared, man. We don't know. Just you mentioned starting that business earlier. You mentioned, you know, uh, uh, with the boys and the team and, and, and all of these different things at some point. We have to step to the plate, trusting that God has equipped us and that in the midst of the fight, right, me showing up, I think of, of, of Abraham get being told mm. to sacrifice his son, bro. And, and I think about him with that knife up, right? And then God shows up in the midst and and presents the sacrificial lamb so he doesn't have to follow through god god what's that heart what's what's your heart what's the intent behind it do you are you really about this life mm-hmm. do you really want this at some point you got to step to the plate right whether you feel equipped or not we have to step to the plate under the assumption that i serve a mighty powerful, all-knowing God. And when I step in the boxing ring and I put those gloves on against Mike Tyson, right? Whatever that obstacle is, whatever that, whatever that, that thing, that big, hairy, audacious goal, man, whatever that nasty is, and I'm willing to put those gloves on and I step in that ring I know that I'm not in there by myself, just like David when he slung the stones, man. He knew, right? He knew that he was equipped to handle this fight. And so when I put those gloves on and I step in that ring, I'm expecting God to deliver that knockout punch, not me. Exactly, exactly, man. And I've had so many moments in my life, man, I just tell people, I'm like, you know, it's it's a God thing because that that's what it is. You know, yeah, we show up, we do the work, um, whatever our craft may be. But at the end of the day, when the success comes and that aha moment hits, it's a God thing, man. Because uh, I've learned at an early age, bro, that God don't God don't make mistakes. People do, God don't. Um, you know, and I I, I take a lot of that from my childhood upbringing uh, with with my sister. Um, and understanding that had Taylor not had been born how she was born, I wouldn't have the fuel and fire that I have and to be able to go help hundreds of people be being able to tell her story. Nothing about AJ, but about how my mom and sister's hard work relationship and just that bond, man. Like people coming up to me like moms, daughters, fathers with their sons, like whoa, bro, you impacted me to another level talking to us today uh, about what it really does mean to be an elite father or an elite mother. It's like what I spend every day rehabbing my child, stretching them hill cords daily, um, hearing the screams, the moans, being able to just 
pusher each and every day because I knew, and my mom always said, Taylor didn't walk because of my work. She walked because of God's work. God knew that her wheelchair would be too hard to bear. And if I just stay faithful with my work, like we all need to do every day and be diligent, that it was going to pay off um, because it's a God thing, man. And that's just something as a kid, man. And, you know, I was probably six, seven when I realized that. That's why, my, you know, I worked so hard because I'm like, eventually it's going to break through. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I went through a little spell there where I struggled with um, self-confidence because, I, man, maybe I ain't ready for this. Maybe I ain't ready for that role. Maybe I ain't ready for that job. Maybe I ain't ready to take this chance. And, you know, uh, here lately, man, God's just been putting on my heart, brother. You, you got that spirit and mode to go because I put it in you because you've seen what your mom and sister went through. Now, you are equipped to go do whatever it is that when you lay down at night that you feel my presence, if you're really in alignment, really in accord with me when you speak to me, I, that lion you feel roaring, that lion is what needs to be projected out. You need to go and you need to do and you need to do do more with trust in me and not just hope, you, you know, not don't play the lottery. Understand you're equipped, man. You ain't got to go buy a ticket. You got a ticket every day that I wake you up. With, with an able mind and able body. That's your lottery ticket. Now go do as I tell you to do with it, uh, son. Um, so it's, you know, there, there's so many aspects, man, where uh, when you just look in the mirror and you just pray and slow down for a minute and understand that I am equipped. I can handle it. I, I can go get it. I, I, I'm ready for this promotion. I'm ready to make this move. I'm ready to take this next step in my relationship, whatever it may be, man. And when you look back on it, you know, God probably laughs at us a little bit because he's like, see, I tried to tell you, you spent 90 months stressing and pressing. And I spent 90 days sitting here, you know, rolling my eyes at you because I knew it was going to work out because I knew how I had you built from the day one before you even took your first breath on this earth. Amen. And so I, you were talking about, you, you know, every single day. So I was cutting my grass. I always have great thoughts, man, when I cut the grass. When I'm oh, on that mower, bro, man, hey. If I had a microphone just to record some of those powerful thoughts that come at me when, man, we could blow social media up. But mm -hmm. but but man, I was I was riding on my mower and I was thinking about, you know, we only get one chance at life. They say you 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 live once, you die once, right? Um um uh, and and I'm not talking about you, you know really you get uh, uh you you live twice die once you know from an eternal standpoint but I'm talking about in this life they you live mm -hmm. once you die once and 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 man you know that's not true man and so you know when I when I really thought about it the thought dawned on me like in a year's time I get 365 opportunities to live opportunities. every every morning that I wake up bro is a new day God's grace is new every single morning and I was gonna do the math and I haven't had the chance to do it yet and you you know at exactly how many chances you get to live considering you live X amount of years and so um with that man the failures dude, the failures that I have right in life by stepping, by just stepping into the ring and trying something new, my opportunities to live far outweigh, bro, any failure that I may have. And so 
stop being afraid. Stop being afraid of the failure because I'm always reminded of what the, the goat, Michael Jordan, what he said, you know, whenever in that famous quote, when he talked about, you, you know, how many, um, uh, uh, how many times he's, he's lost, you know, or shots lost or whatever it is. And he's like, I failed over and over and over. And that's why I succeed, man, because you, you have been given so much to overcome any amount of failure, right? That you could acquire, man, God's grace is new every day. Are you going to trust him? And are you going to step into it? Absolutely, man. And like you said, every day you get up, man, it, it, it's another opportunity at life to uh, to redeem yourself. And so many people, you know, they'll sit there and, you know, they'll make mistakes, you know, on a Monday or, you know, just, just in life and they'll sit there and they'll beat themselves up. And I'm like, man, leave that. You know, I just think about the scene from The Lion King when uh, Rafiki, I think his name is, the little monkey dude. Uh, hit, hit Simba, I think, in the head with his little cane. And he was like, did that hurt? And he was like, yeah. He's like, well, leave it in the past or, you know, something yeah. like that. Some little crazy saying. I'm like, there's so many people, they just remind themselves of their failure um, uh, from the past that they lose sight of today's a new day. They go yeah. to bed willing. They see tomorrow. Tomorrow is a new day, man. And you know, uh, I, I saw this picture today, man, on Facebook, somebody shared. And I think a lot of this not feeling equipped and feeling worried. And it goes back to stuff we hit on in previous podcasts, bro, is, you know, it's that uh, element of what will what do people think? What will people think of me? Um, I'm equipped to march to my to the beat of my own drum because I have that inner confidence of knowing I'm living the life that that God intended for me to live not the life that the Joneses over here on the street corner thought I should be living. Um, but so many people, man, they worry about other people's opinions. It talks them out of being great. And I think that that's another thing with, with God, uh, you know, that I deal with personally when I talk to him of, uh, I know that there's levels, there's more that I need and could and should be doing. Um, but then there's this that I've held on to for so long um, that uh, that it that that was an AJ, a phase of AJ that was needed at the time. But it's time to grow and, and move on and elevate and mature to the AJ that God intended for me to be um, with some of the gifts and talents that he blesses us all with. But uh, that picture I saw, man, it was an empty room. And it was like, here's a room of all the people that pay your bills, make sure you got food on the table, take care of your family. And it was just an empty room. And I'm like, so many people spend their life worrying about an empty room because at the end of the day, you are equipped how you are equipped. You are built how you were built. And at the end of the day, man, it ain't about what these other people think, whether you can or can't. At, at the end of the day, it's about if you know that you can and have confidence in God and who he created you to be, that's what's going to get it done. And so I, I want to talk just a little bit about something that happened to me over the weekend and, uh, and, and transition into something else. But um, so this weekend, I got the opportunity to do some uh, uh, a big like, well, it was a smaller like like kind of youth rally type deal. And I did that. And just so happened, the church was um, um, looking for a pastor and they really liked what they saw. 
they they really wanted to talk and move forward, right, with a conversation with me um, in regards to, you, you know, would I be willing to take on a pastor role? Well, me being in ministry for seven years, my mind gets to wondering because I stepped out of ministry, okay, is God talking to me? Is there, is there, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Your mind, your mind goes all over the place. And it's like, and then I had solid people around me, my wife, my, my father, people around me that I, that I could bounce these ideas off me and here uh, off of them. And here's what I came to the conclusion of, um, in ministry, ministry is tough. All right. In, in a lot of different ways, but here's the thing. So <clears throat> I fought so hard, right, to set myself up through real estate, to set myself up through um, all of these different venues, right, to try to point my family in a direction to set the stage for financial security, okay? So to try to make this transition going from, because we had talked through it with my church, all of that, I left in great standing, knowing that this was the journey I was going to go on. I was going to be a speaker, evangelist, all of this stuff. I was going to step out and I had the stage set to the best possibility to make this happen. But here's what happens. Fear creeps in. No matter how many times I speak, dog, no matter how many opportunities I get, Instagram looks good. Facebook looks good, bro. But you don't see the lonely days of looking at emails and seeing big fat no's, seeing mm. we're not interested, seeing I'm not, you, you know, um, uh, you're not fit for this or you don't have enough experience for that. And so when these other opportunities step in, it almost feels good to be wanted. And then something goes on inside, right? A settling like, okay, well, I could just go do this and it's it's a smaller church. I can work on building that and I can just settle, dog. And, and not that, please don't hear what I'm not saying. Pa pastor is a tough, powerful job, right? For the person that is equipped to take on that role. Going through my dreams, my goals, what I felt like God leading me and pushing me to do, right? I had to get this mentality, this grit of always grateful, never settle. And this oh, understanding man. that I'm never going to settle, but in my spirit, I am settled because that's a divine word. So with that, I had to, I had to reach out and tell them that, hey, listen, um, you, you know, I really appreciate the offer. But I have this God promise, right? I have this relationship with, with, my, with my creator and this understanding of where, of where I'm going and, and what I want to accomplish and goals and visions. And I know God has someone for you to take this role that can give you everything that you need. And, and I wanted to be honest with them and say, hey, I don't feel where I'm at at this time that I am qualified to give you what you deserve. And so it was it was a total cool conversation. It was great. They understood the honesty and all of that. And the only reason I say this is to let people understand that, hey, there's going to come some times in life where you tend to settle where something feels a little more familiar 
and it feels a little more comfortable, AJ. And you just want to reach out and grab that because you know that. You understand that. But I want to talk to the person that feels like God has called them outside of the box. That God has called them to something so big that it makes them uncomfortable to even think about what it would look like to be successful. Those are the people that I want to say, trust God, trust God, trust your instinct, trust your gut, man. You are equipped. You are enough. And when you step into that ring, watch how God shows up, man. No, oh, man, that, that, that is, that is a golden nugget, uh, a mountain of knowledge right there that Dustin just dropped. And that is exactly uh, you know, where, where on my heart uh, in church, when I brought up the idea for the podcast, man, that's, you know, the direction we was wanting to go with it, man, because look, man, people are people. We all deal with stuff on the day. Like we always got decisions. Um, And, you know, the older you get, the more responsibilities you get, the more your decisions ain't just like put $5 in gas or $10 in gas. It's like, I got to gas my vehicle up, my, my wife's vehicle up, my daughter's vehicle up. So that 20 turns into 120 real fast, especially these days. Um, The more responsibilities you assume, the more vital and important it is to my, in my opinion, bro, to have the confidence, make decisive decisions, not out of fear, but out of knowing you are equipped. Because look, bro, as men especially, um, we are in position in today's world uh, where when you get that wife, you got them daughters, you got that son, you got so many people that not are like they're, they're, they're living and breathing with whether you make it or not. But to me, when you go ask a woman's hand in marriage and you have kids, then, then, then people count on you like you are you are the force field for the family. You, you are the one, you are the head, then you take on everything. And so many men that I've talked to lately, man, they just, they're in that unsure uh, phase because they don't realize how equipped they are in life. And they're trying to pawn it off on their woman, um, on, on, on their wife. And I'm like, man, that's not, look, my, bro, my mom is one of the strong, she will outwork any man, most strong-willed, minded woman. I don't want no smoke with mama. All right. So I know women have the toughness uh, to, to, to get it done, especially a single mama, man. They, they, they ain't no joke. But at the same time, so many I just felt the need to talk on it tonight about being equipped as a man, especially to accept them challenges and take it on. Because, man, the older you get, the more responsibilities you take, the more determined you got to be and sure about yourself and your decision making going forward in life, bro. Because you ain't just messing up your life when you're unsure and unsettled. You're messing up uh, the, the your wife. The, you're, you're messing up generations and creating for some of us that have grown up in an environment where we've seen uh, marriage not work sometimes here and there, you're creating that generational curse for your kids because they're like, you know, an unsure man led the house. Well, uh, I'm just going to live in chaos too, but as long as I get by, I get by and you never really find your purpose, bro. 
you know, I made a um a, a video today, um, kind of like a workout video. I'm starting to, you know I'll what I mean? Hey, I'm starting to play it. I mean, hey, you know, it's so, hey. so starting to work on you, you know, weight loss, stuff like that. And so in that, man, I started going over some of the challenges that I had as a kid, man. Um, you, you know, I remember being a scared kid eating cereal when the lights went off. You know, um, I, I, I remember I, I had to take Christmas presents to the pawn shop, you know, laid across my mother's chest as she took her last breath from that drug overdose, telling her it's OK to go home. Not mm. because I wanted to see her go home, but because I understood mm. that me as her son was spiritual Teflon, man, connected to a God that mm. breathed stars into existence. And I'm ready to take on that mantle of her life on my shoulders, man, and give this world all that I can and receive from this world all that I can. And so I want to encourage somebody that's listening. It's time to get up. It's time to get up. All of those things, man. All of those things. Forget all of that. Just like that hit from Oh Boy and the Lion King. That's in the past. It's time to get up. We don't give God enough credit. You are equipped. Now you keep that less go mentality. And keep that mode to go energy all the way turned up, baby. You are equipped for anything life throws at you. Have a mode to go kind of night. Come on.